Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. Today we're going to be exploring Daniel Kahneman and his book Thinking Fast and Slow. This is a remarkable book. We're going to go over the chapter The Associative Machine. The main idea being that when we are associated with certain things, it will change the effect on your mind or your behavior. Also, having certain associations and ideas planted in your mind will also associate you with other ideas and so forth. And we will explore many topics regarding that, including studies performed that have shown definitively that they have had effects on psychology. It's very interesting and it's, it's highly practical as well. Its effect is important and rather massive. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy this one. Daniel Kahneman does a really excellent job in this book. It won a Nobel Prize in economics, so it's very prolific. He says, cognition is embodied. You think with your body, not only with your brain. And that would make sense that you have these deep reactions to certain things, like the words bananas and vomit. Vomit has a very distinct memory attached to it. There's many things that come to mind with it, like distress, also putting your face near a toilet, while banana is tropical, hangs on a tree. Maybe a spider might attack you out of a banana tree, but that's about as scary as bananas get. You love peeling a banana and having it in cereal. It's very pleasant. They're two very different things, isolated from one another, but when put together, you have a different experience with the words where vomiting seems a lot more pleasant and carefree and not so uh, hard to handle considering bananas is in the mix. And the word banana or having a banana now sounds awful because you associate it with vomit. Ideas are linked together. They follow each other in an orderly fashion through associative memory or ideas linked with many others which you remember them by. Types of links include Virus is to cold, lime is to green, banana is to fruit, or banana is to tree, or banana is to one of those spiders that hide out in the banana trees. Lime is, you know, a citrus, a type of citrus, but lime is associated with green as well, lime green. Virus and cold, cold temperature, or being cold or emotionally cold, virus, like a disease each sort of related to many different things. We think that only one thing comes to mind when we relate our ideas together, but actually a lot of things happen at once with these ideas. We retrieve lots of things associated with ideas through various memories and events locked in with the item. Lots happens besides the immediate link, and these ideas are linked to many other ones. You could think of this as sort of ripples of a pond. If you throw a bunch of rocks in it, it all kind of ripples out and hits one another. There is something called primed ideas, that you are destined to think of one thing if there is a certain effect attached to something. For example, if I give you four letters with one missing letter, S-O blank P, well, you'll think either soup or soap, but if you're presented with the word eat before you see this word, you're more likely to put soup and fill it out as soup, as opposed to if you are presented with the word wash initially and you see this same sequence, you'll write an A where the blank is soap. So you go along with what is recently interacted with. You associate with your locality, which with what is easy, I suppose. So planted ideas cause other ones to emerge. 
In a study, there were graduate students that were asked to move slowly and behave sort of like you were an old person without explicitly stating it. As the participants were doing this, they reported that there was an ease and a quicker recognition of words that were related to age. There was a priming effect that was created out of the behavior. There was a coherent reaction and understanding there. Also, there is a reciprocal kind of quality where if you're smiling, you are more amused, or if something is amusing, you're more apt to smile, and so forth. If you were to put a pencil in your teeth and keep it there, and keep your face in that position, holding it kind of like that, like you're smiling, things that are more mundane will appear to be a little more amusing just by default. Shaping your face in a certain set of ways, like if you put your eyebrows together and you showed images of light-hearted, beautiful images or, or horrifying ones, if your face is in a certain position, you're likely going to interpret the ones that are light-hearted as being very light-hearted and the ones that are more horrific as being a little less horrific. Now, if you put your eyebrows together and frown, you're going to see the comedic ones as being less comedic and the horrifying ones as more horrifying. It's going to saturate and color in the effect more appropriately when you have already put yourself in that position versus a neutral one. Participants in these studies have showed a shift in intensity when shown the same images between different facial expressions being primed from the get-go initially. One interesting study was voting patterns in precincts. It was done in Arizona in 2000. It showed that the support of propositions to increase funding of schools was significantly greater when the polling station was in a school rather than at another location. Another study was done where it was at another location other than a school, but there was pictures and things around presented that had children and images of school and the results were actually significant that even there, there was a marked increase of voting for propositions for schools. One study revealed that there was an, a transcendence in people who did not have children or weren't parents of children and were voting with these images presented to them sometimes would be of much greater significant rate of voting for the school increase that though they had nothing to do with the schools at the time showing them images was a much larger increase and much significantly less than voters who were parents that it really changed the gap between parent voting and non-parent voting when presented with these images to really drive the effect home it would be a an absolute wonder if non-parents voted more for schools than parents at other locations when the parents were not shown these images versus shown images when you are not a parent. Further studies were shown of association of ideas when they're presented and primed to think of money and to, and to be shown images of money and screensavers of money. Anything involved with money being shown to you, there is a marked increase of selfishness. One of the uh, anonymous people within the study knocked over a jar of pencils. The person not primed with money picked up a lot more pencils when this action occurred than the person who was primed with money. They didn't help as much. There was, there was a self-determination. There was a marked amount of individuality. The ones primed with money, they're also more determined to solve a problem. 
they spent more time trying to solve something very hard that they couldn't solve. They were more determined to do that. They were more self-reliant than the one that wasn't primed with money. They became more independent, but they also spent less time helping others. Money prime people stand farther away from you when asked to initiate and acquaint a conversation than the one not primed with money. They are more distant. They are less likely to want to depend on others or accept demands. It would seem as though um, we see that there's a marked increase in narcissism when the status of an individual in work goes up, or it's more frequent in celebrities and CEOs to find narcissism and different behaviors and personalities that are marked by an extreme self-absorption. One other thing that was really standout was priming studies had suggested that reminding people of their mortality increases the appeal of authoritarian ideas, presenting them with terror of death. Now we have, in the recent past, been dealing with a pandemic. Many people have been thinking about mortality a lot. I, I'll just leave. I'll just let you uh, deal with that. I guess. Another effect is called the Lady Macbeth effect, where you're told to lie to someone to some degree, lie by mouth or lie by an email, and later on they were marking which they prefer as cleaning products or things that uh, cleanse the body, hygiene. The one that lied by mouth chose mouthwash, the one that lied by email chose soap, to cleanse your sins, so to speak. Lady Macbeth effect. A lot of these behaviors are not conscious. We don't have conscious access to them. And we are thinking in terms of this phenomena is that we have control over what we're selecting, but they're happening unconsciously. And of course, there is the reality of being seen. There is a voluntary drop box with eyes displayed on it, like a money drop box. You would, there would be an honor system. You put the money in, you be honest. If you get a drink or a food item, you put money in the box. Now there was eyes labeled in the immediate vicinity, there was eyes, picture of eyes. When there was eyes in the vicinity versus flowers, there was a tendency to be more honest with your payments. That being watched made you be a little more honest, like you're there's someone looking at you, holding you accountable. And there's a sort of intention with that, like uh, I'm watching you do the thing that you're supposed to do, or you're supposed to be honest here, so be honest. And I guess you could weasel your way around something like that in a workplace if you wanted. Maybe you're disgruntled and you're like, screw it, I, I, uh, I want these privileges. I want these extra privileges. I should be granted food on my break. I should be supplied by the company X, Y, and Z. I should get a free lunch every day. I feel entitled to that. You know, whatever you, you might feel entitled to as an added bonus for working. But of course, that's not the agreement and you're being watched. <laughs> At the, at the end of his chapters, he sort of wraps up the idea of an association of ideas and the effects of, quote, the associative machine. He sums it up as, the sight of all these people in uniforms does not prime creativity. So if you're around that kind of culture all the time, it's not a culture of creativity. When you see that all the time, will you be creative as a result? Are you going to be a very colorful artist after being around that all the time? Bob Ross was a military guy, so I'll let you play around with that. <laughs> the world makes much less sense than you think. The coherence comes mostly from the way your mind works. So it's more in the, the effect that is produced by ideas and things that generate the realities, and that you're not really sure exactly how you're making sense of it. You're just making sense of it unconsciously. 
and the reflection of what is happening to you sort of comes later after you examine these various things that we had gone through experimentally. We sort of shown what the mind is doing when primed with certain examples and certain ideas. The behavior changes. The model of the behavior changes when the psychology changes. And that can influence, of course, economics and that role of how people behave and how they consume. The mind has a tendency to sort of just make sense of it as an impression. It wants to grab a hold of its impressions that it gets rather than slowing it down and going back and thinking what what is actually happening. Because we don't really do that because it's just happening and we take it for granted. And we're always going off previous models that inform our vision of the world. It's really hard to think of something unless you have something to put it up against, to associate it with. You have no reference there. There is, If there's no past connection, it's hard to really manifest a different version without access to something. You wouldn't interact with the world differently unless you had a different association, but you have the ones you have in place already, initially. You have previous models and a vision of the world. This was The Associative Machine by Daniel Kahneman in his book Thinking Fast and Slow. I would highly recommend reading this book and having it for reference. It's very insightful. I recommend it to anyone interested in philosophy, psychology, economics, or just interested in life. It's very central, so I would recommend picking it up. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.